the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Dave Ellswick Show podcast is sponsored by the Juris Law Group. We provide estate planning for all ages, and we specialize in helping seniors get VA and Medicaid benefits for in-home, assisted living, and nursing home care. For a no-risk consultation, call us at 501-400-8250 or find us on the web at juristlawgroup.com. That's J-U-R-I-S-T lawgroup.com. Stand by. Stand by. We're hot in the studio. (laughs) We got a bunch of people around the studios today putting in the cameras, folks. Been telling you that this was coming. Get in here there, uh, Mr. Kyle Reese. Come on in. Sit down in the microphone right there. <coughs> Make yourself comfortable. Yeah, huh? Yeah, well, yeah, that's it. You are. You're a handsome guy. Kyle's got the television face. I've got yeah. the radio face. That's true. How are you doing, bro? You really, you guys have been humping this morning and this afternoon. Well, we uh, we started a little late because you showed up late, so we're... Uh, I didn't we're... know you needed me to be here. <laughs> I like this. We, we got to keep him on the uh, show more I texted, I texted like three years ago and said, hey, be here at nine, and... I got a text. Be there at 10. Yeah. <laughs> running late today. It happened to be, I'm, I'm going to blame my grandson. My grandson was wanting to hang out. Hey, Val got here. She's gotten with us too. Hey, Make there's you, my Facebook friend. Pick, a, pick yourself a microphone out. Well, just here, hold, you can hold have on. My we'll give you a microphone. Just a Explain to my listeners, if you can, you know, about what exactly is going down here. Uh, I mean, this is something you and I have had a vision of for five years. Right. What we're uh, we're trying to do is uh, basically diversify the medium, where people can watch um, and see who's in the studio and see what's going on and see stuff that you pull up on the internet, as well as the live weather traffic camps and things like that, anywhere in the world and on their phones, at home, wherever. So Dave Ellswick will be everywhere. Yep. That's the kind of a scary. That's what you've thought. always wanted to hear. That's right kind there. of a scary thought. <laughs> yeah, you. I will be in your dreams. How's that? Just never, call me Freddie. Never. <laughs> never. My nickname would be You're Freddy not in my dreams, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> my nightmares, maybe, but you won't be in my dreams. <laughs> but Val's here. I just, yeah, Val has joined us. But you know, Kyle, I, I just want everybody to know you and I have. You know, we we got to know each other uh, when you were running for office and when you were. Uh, up there on the city was it the city council yeah was that on you the were city on council. and, mm-hmm. and uh, we got to know each other and then he had his own uh tv station going on up there in Cersei. i did and uh, then we started talking and i i started talking to him about have you heard this thing about a tv station in a box and he looked at me he said glad you asked <laughs> yeah 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 and, and well russ you were with me at the other station and you you remember me talking about this when we were Citadel. Briefly. Yeah, and I was pushing <laughs> it. I know, you, you were there and then you were gone. But that's okay, because I understood that. Totally. Well, you know, I'm not that other producer, Scott. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I didn't call you Scott wow. today. Now, don't start saying that. You know, <laughs> my Harry Carey will come out now later on in the show, and I'll call you Scott. 
Oh, do y'all need right. some counseling? All right, dude. <laughs> I feel like we're kind of in between I mean, I know, here. We're right in between. We're them. caught in the middle. This we're is like a, another Budweiser. Hey, hey, this <laughs> is like this is a bad like you know like we're the kids or the parents. We're in the middle. They're triangulating. We're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, uh, Actually, we could be Doctor Phil and we could like give oh, them right, alcohol yeah. over here and drugs exactly. over here. No, no, no. I'm talking about Buck. Yeah, but the bottom line is this has been a vision of mine for a long time. I couldn't get the other big. Corporations to get into it, and Salem, who is part, uh, who I work for now, uh, with this radio station, has the same vision of spreading out and getting out to more people using different forms of media. So, uh, some neat things are going to happen now with the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm excited about. Yeah, it's, it's about vision, you know. And I kind of hope our state, since our governor's representative is here, kind of get some vision because I have this idea. If we ran fiber on all the public access, all the highways, and fibered the whole state like a Google state and run it like the highway department, just it's just a utility. Interesting. Yeah. For someone who knows nothing about that, I would love to. The know governor that. would like to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> brother up. Yeah. yeah brother. We'll, just, we'll run that up the chain there. Yeah. yeah. Good luck seriously. With that. You no, I love it. Man, really man cool. knows what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah. I mean, well, think about it. If you had internet speed. And at the lake at Heber or in the middle of nowhere, Arkansas, you could compete with Silicon Valley. Oh, yeah. You know, we could be the high-tech center because a lot of companies that I work with, they're all flocking to those high-bandwidth areas like Phoenix and stuff like that. And, you know, Arkansas is the most beautiful state in the union. And if we just had that high-speed Internet everywhere, we could kick butt. 100%. I know we've already done some of the stuff with the broadband for schools, and that was one part of the plan through the AppScan stuff. Right. So I know that. I mean, look, the governor's preach that at every stop he's been at that if you can you can run the world from dumas you know right uh, and right. so i think that's uh that's right. great i'd love yeah. to hear more about that yeah so that was, that was my idea and i'm not running for office <laughs> just want to make it clear he did that at one time no i've grown up i decided i want to make a, a living <laughs> just talk to me did i leave a cord here saturday for my no laptop? i haven't seen one <laughs> well welcome yeah me. well all right joe welcome pal all right, so any, anyway, we'll be, fin- we'll be finishing up all the installation by tomorrow. Is that right? Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, oh, yes, sir. This is the way I always get answers from Kyle. Yeah, why not? Sure. You just get them on the air and ask them? Yeah. So now yeah. you're accountable. Yeah, yeah. When, yeah. sure, when do you think we'll be completely done? What was, oh, what well, is your... you know, uh, it all depends. We're still waiting on uh, some connectivity between you and us as far as equipment, but... Uh, yeah, we're making it happen. Okay. That was a very political answer. What I did. It was. Answer, man. And I you was said like, you don't do politics, right? Yeah. That was from your days of being on the city council. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. Now I've grown up, so. <laughs> I love it. All right, well, Kyle, I'll see. Are you going to be back tomorrow or are you going to election to Kentucky? Yeah, I'm going to go to Kentucky and make some money. Uh, okay. But we'll see. We'll, we may readjust the schedule. We'll see. All right. Appreciate you, brother. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much. We'll, we'll, I think that uh, Elizabeth's here today who does our social media She's been going around and taking pictures. She'll get a picture of Kyle so you can see who he look, what he looks like. You already got it. Okay, it's all on Facebook already. No, just no, 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 no. You're on Facebook, brother. You're there. So people can get a hold of you if they want to. We'll see it. There so, we go. Bottom line is uh, we're excited. Things are, things are moving forward to what we want it to happen. I think, Val, you can now believe me. Well, when I walked in, I was like, holy crap. They're wasn't really lying. coming. I wasn't lying it about it. This yeah, pull your microphone up so you don't have to bend over like that. There's a, <laughs> see that? Turn around look I know, behind but you. I can't see you. Did now. you look behind? Oh. Well, get used. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. They got another one up there. Everywhere. Oh, okay. Up here. 
Look at mine. It will catch everything. And this little tiny camera in front of me. That Where? just that oh. happens. You know, now you have been in television for a long time as well. All right. I'm talking to J.R. Davis now. Have you ever seen a tiny camera like that? That's pretty small. And it it's 4K. Yeah. The I saw the, they let me take a sneak peek and it is very clear. Yeah. Crystal clear. Yeah. yeah you remember the ones we see had that to around? I was about to say, you can see more right, of Dave right Ellsworth than you've ever wanted to see. I don't want that one. <laughs> I got an undergrounder. No, you get that on Saturdays. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That'll be for if you. I have you a cord. Not this week. Probably not this week. We'll probably be next week. When are we going live next week? I'm hoping next week. Yeah. Cool. I don't see why not. Those are pretty. Kyle's cool working too. hard. So let's move to let's move to what we wanted to talk about with Jr. And that's what's going on in the state. Uh, article today on the op-ed page from uh, the governor. Uh, I remember when the gun companies out east were being attacked mm-hmm. by the politicians and i said you know what we need to do we need the governor just to send them personal letters and say come to arkansas i was on that show and you said that yeah. i remember come that. to arkansas yep guess what they've come and to he, arkansas exactly exactly right he's uh he's making the third as we speak he's at the shot show uh, in las vegas which is the uh biggest, annual yeah, yeah the biggest annual um, uh, event for, yeah, for, I mean, gun manufacturers, ammunition <laughs> manufacturers, you've got Field and Stream, all the publications. I mean, it's a big yeah. to-do out there. Sporting. I wanted to go. Sporting. Sporting. Hunting. hunting outdoor. Outdoors. Yeah. Trade show. I think Ed's there. Yeah. He? So uh, it's, it's, uh, I know, I know that Gallagher is there doing a show live in the mornings. Yep. yep. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty incredible out there, but he's been there for, uh, he went 2016, 2017, and 2018, and he has, we really this year there's there's going there just to meet some of the uh, the companies that are out there and have discussions with those exe- hey, those executives. Arkansas would love to have yeah. you here. And if you guys remember, in 2016, the governor made two announcements from uh, Shot Show, and that was one six hour coming to Jacksonville. Uh, yeah, how's they, that going? It's open. It's going well. Okay, good. Um, and uh, and then of course Remington Outdoor announced an expansion while we were there too. So and the great thing about Six Hour, which is a really cool story, is. Uh, the governor said that on day one in office, he was going to make a phone call to six companies to try to get them to come to Arkansas. Yep. Six Hour was one of those companies. And they came. And they came. And so I just really, again, I think underscores the importance of those relationships and just being willing to engage and how important these trips are. So, And then in um, 2017, we had another announcement of an expansion, you know, Daisy and Gamo, right. outdoors up in Rogers. Uh, they were uh, expanding but putting their headquarters there. I think it was another 50 jobs. So it's it's really incredible, um, just being there and having those conversations. You know what comes from. Oh, it. so did he take you to one of them? Did they let you? you, you shoot I, them? I haven't. I That's haven't been I, to one yet. Dude, you gotta go. I know. I know. I know. We have one of our other staffers there, and he's he's uh he's he's in all. He huh? is. He's geeking out. It's a good way to say it. So, but he's they've had really great meetings today. He's met with the executives of Six Hour. It's just again saying, look, uh, Arkansas is the place to be. If you're having trouble up there, come here. You know, and we're. Uh, uh, the governor is a big advocate of that, and of course, you mentioned the the op-ed into uh, in today's paper from the governor. Isn't Walther out in Portsmouth? Uh, I believe so. Umarex, yeah, yeah and uh, yep, and so, and I believe he stopped by and, and visited with those uh, guys there today as well. So, uh, really, really good meetings, and I think that speaks to the potential for Arkansas. Um, how many? Know, how many? Forward. Do you know off the top of your head how many jobs that's made made for uh, Arkansas? Uh, which one? 
of course. Six hour? How many? How many six guys? hour. Um, you know what? I, I could find it, and I'll find it during the break. And okay. But I think it was somewhere. Coming up. Yeah, it's, but it's in Jacksonville, and I want to say, uh, I, I'll, I won't guess, so I'll look it up and make sure. I need but to it's, call it's a good, Delman. It's a good amount. I need to, maybe I can get several of these folks come on and just sit down and just talk about the gun industry and things. I mean, they, their number one salesman, you know, left the, the you know, left selling, you know, President Obama. Um, <laughs> Basically. <laughs> he, I was, mean, he was the number one gun salesman I mean, they went up for, how for eight years, man. <laughs> I'm just telling you, he sold a lot of guns in and America. ammunition. Yeah, and ammunition. All right, we got to get a break in. Let's do that first here on uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. i got to tell you about Horton's. Horton's Orthotics and uh, Prosthetics, they are right here, a family-owned business in Little Rock, uh, 5220 West 12th Street. By family, I mean, you know, you get the father who started the business. You've got his two sons who uh, build the prosthetics and and work with the doctors, that uh, the specialists that they need to work with the people who need this help for mobility and have the vision of helping them. Uh, get the mobility they want uh, in their lifetime. They got Tanya, who's up in in Bryant, uh, doing or down in Bryant, doing her thing there. Where you can go and visit with her and 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 get all the same things that they have in Little Rock. They got several locations all over Little uh, over uh, Arkansas. What you need to do is just call them at six six three two nine zero eight. Find a location that's closest to you. Uh, and in the near future, when I'm talking about them on the air like this. I think it's going to come up and show pictures of work that they do over at Horton's and uh, show you, uh, you know, the phone number and, and all of that. I, I won't even have to say that stuff anymore, but of course I will. But bottom line is uh, orthotics, prosthetics, take care of that. Women, if you've had to have uh, breasts removed because of breast cancer, uh, they can help you with that. Get yourself steam back for that. Just give them a call, 663-2908-501, of course, 501 area code. 663-2908, and that's Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. So everything that you know about claiming your Social Security benefits has been turned upside down by the federal government, which they do every year. So, you know, we're past the first of the year. All of that has changed. So uh, you need to know what to do now because your decision can end up costing you tens of thousands of dollars in lost lifetime benefits that are rightfully yours, higher taxes, increased Medicare premiums. So get the facts in the updated 2018 Guide to Social Security from David Lucas of the David Lucas Show. Uh, of course, his show is right here on 96.5 The Answer every Saturday from 10 a.m. until and at 3 p.m. And uh, you can get your free 2018 Guide to Social Security. Just be one of the first 10 callers right now at 501-653-6690. That number again is 501-653-6690. And let me remind you that David Lucas joins me here on the show uh, today as well. It is the Dave Ellswick Show. J.R. Davis is sitting in the studio with us right now, as he does every Thursday, to talk uh, about what's going on here in the state, uh, answers questions that we might have, uh, and uh, tries to you know be able to throw some light on things. If you got a question, you open to taking calls, JR today? You open for that today? 823 823-0965. You want to talk to JR and uh, he'll be happy to take your call. Val is here as well. She gets in on the discussion as well also. So let's go back. We, 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 during the break, 
Uh, JR looked to see how many jobs have been created by Six Sour, Remington Outdoor, and is it, is it Gamo Outdoor? Is that right? Yeah, uh, Daisy and Gamo Outdoors up in Rogers. Okay, so a total of 272 new jobs. Very nice. Yep. Just and basically, again, going back to the, uh, um, you know, going back to just those visits and those relationships and, and being able to be face to face and say, look, we got some good stuff to offer in Arkansas. Come on down. And, and we've, we've seen a really, uh, positive impact from doing that. And so the governor right now is in Vegas, or is that correct? Or is he, he is. flying back? He, he, well, he's about to fly back. He's been there. He, he got there, uh, late last night, uh, went to the, uh, shot show today, uh, met with 12 companies, uh, in Arkansas, uh-huh. uh, and uh, now they are on their way back. So it was a quick trip, but those are uh, worthwhile when you get face-to-face meetings like that. All right, let's talk to Laura. She's in Little Rock. Laura, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show. Your question for J.R. Davis. Yes, uh, it's not really a question. Just um, uh, I was going to tell J.R. that uh, I was at the school choice rally yesterday, and the governor was there, and just please tell him thank you for from one mama in uh, North Little Rock that I appreciate his support for school choice and uh, how much it means to my family. And so I just wanted to pass that, see if he could pass that on to the governor. Absolutely. And I appreciate the call. Yes. And I first heard about the school choice when Lori Lee was on your show about a year ago, Dave. And I actually called then and my son, we're getting a scholarship from the Succeed Scholarship, uh-huh. and it's just changed our life, changed my son's life, and I just appreciate it so much. Well, that's great, and I know if you were there yesterday, you heard the governor talk about increasing the funding for those Succeed yes. Scholarships, and that's something Absolutely. that he, uh, yeah, that he's he's passionate about, and and we're gonna we're gonna do what we can, obviously, uh, but I think that's great news and welcome news there, and then of course. Uh, obviously a lot of champions in the legislature for school choice and the oh. governor's excited to work with them in 2019 to, to bring about more change. So well, good that's news. Right. They had a town hall meeting on um, Tuesday night and I actually spoke at that because of, um, of my family's, you know, receiving the scholarship and everything. So it really, uh, just on a personal note, it's changed our family and everything. And I just, if you could pass that on to him. Absolutely. What was really your name one more time? <laughs> Laura. Laura. Laura, uh-huh. yes. Perfect. Okay. All well, right, Thank Laura. you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for your thank call. You. We appreciate it. Yeah, that was a big deal yesterday about uh, school choice, or as Dr. Fuller called it, parent choice. Yeah. You know, parents getting the chance to choose where their kids uh, go to school. It was interesting, actually, too. We gotta, I got I to gotta yep. make you hold up. Okay. I got Todd Starnes that's coming up. We got to take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. Back with you, Dave Ellswick Show, and uh, J.R. Davis is our guest, the spokesman for the governor's office. If you uh, have a a question for him, phone number 501-823-0965, If not, we'll just uh, continue on uh, talking here amongst the three of us. Uh, Val Emmons is here in the studio as well. Can you bring us up? There's big. There's big story right at the fold on the dim gas today, uh, Jr. Dealing about suing the state of Arkansas. I know that the governor really doesn't have much say in this. This is kind of a Supreme Court, and right. do they want to put it on the ballot and kind of thing? But can you kind of explain what this is all about? Sure, I'll I'll uh, I'll say what I can. It's not you know I'm not an attorney, but but obviously the um, the issue is 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 and I would say issue, it's just obviously the reading of the Constitution. So 
the Supreme Court, Arkansas Supreme Court, took a look at this and said, you know, under the Arkansas Constitution, uh, obviously the the immunity for the state is in place, and that's how they read it. And the governor spoke about that or, or issued a statement afterwards to the paper when they came down with that and said, you know, he applauds the court for the reading because that is the Constitution and that's the way it should have been read. Mm-hmm. And now today you're seeing, too, that there's um, uh, this... Uh, there's some group. Yeah. So, and they're looking to get an initiated um, uh, amendment to the Constitution on the they 20... They want an initiated yeah, act. Initiated act for 20... I guess it'd be for this year if they can get the uh, signatures and stuff. So basically to say that that, that would that would add language to the Constitution that would clear uh, clear that up, uh, and so uh, you go back to the way things have been practiced in the past. So again, it's just more of it's the Constitution of the state that is read in a certain way. I mean, it's clear in the Constitution. That's what the Supreme Court said: is that this is clear in the Constitution until that changes. This is you know this is how we read it. You do it the way the Constitution says. If you wanted to read differently, you change the Constitution. Right. Yeah, so that's about as that's the nuts and bolts, I guess. Uh, you know, as, as far as um, you know how that ruling affects things, and then moving forward. So the only way to remedy that is through the con- uh, a change to the constitution. You know, I always, you know, you always hear people say, "Well, then we'll go out and get the necessary signatures, and we'll put it on the ballot." You know, people flippantly say that it's harder than it is yeah. than it sounds. I'm yeah. just telling you, it is not easy to get the necessary yeah. signatures. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. So, um, but again, I think that uh, you know the the point of of the the initiated act, and at least what I'm reading from today's uh, article is that it's it's pretty clear. Uh, the language is is clear, uh, and what it would do to to the constitution in changing that language. So we'll see what happens. Uh, that's about Mike's the, the my knowledge to an extent of it uh, on this issue. So, um, but I think that again, the the issue is this is how the Supreme Court. Um, reads the Constitution, this is their ruling on it, and for that to be changed, there needs to be a, an amendment to the Constitution. So that's where we are at this point. All right. So we're about 20 minutes for the top of the hour. J.R. Davis is our guest spokesman uh, for the governor's office. Again, if you have a question, 501-823-0965, 501-823-0965. If you call now, you can get in. Uh, we don't have anybody waiting right now, so uh, feel free to, to join in and uh, with your questions. I wanted to uh, ask you, you know, immigration has become a huge topic now in Washington, D.C. Shut down the government over it a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, The president says now that he might be open to find a a road uh, for citizenship for the Dreamers, uh, but he wants the wall, and I do think he wants to end chain migration. How is the governor feeling about, there's several cities now in Arkansas that are trying to take on this sanctuary status. It looks to me like the Department of Justice is starting to get serious about this. Yeah. Uh, well, I get from the governor's perspective, I mean, obviously, he, you know, to impede law enforcement, uh, the governor is absolutely against that. Um, and he's talked about that before. And was basically what these sanctuary cities would do is basically saying we're not going to uh, cooperate with, you know, federal law enforcement on these immigration issues. And the governor's been very... Uh, firm in that stance that that's not the way it should be. You have to cooperate with law enforcement. Um, and immigration, I mean, and it comes down to the fact that you've got a lot of uh, folks who have come to the United States legally. They'll say the same thing. There's a process in which you need to go through, and, and there's got to be teeth uh, to that process. And so I think that that's the debate going on right now. We've heard Senator Cotton talk about it quite a bit. He's been uh, the leader on that topic there in the Senate. 
Uh, I know he's had uh, tremendous amounts of uh, conversations with the president, um, and so we'll we'll see where that goes. But uh, I think that the the DACA situation and what President Trump said to begin with is this needs to be uh, this this needs to be acted through Congress. This needs to be fixed through Congress, not an executive order. Um, and that's what he said all along. Uh, and the governor said the same thing. There needs to be a long term fix uh, to DACA uh, and a resolution there. Uh, and it doesn't need to go through an executive order. That's not law, and that's what Congress does, not the president. So yeah, I'm 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 excited that maybe something will be done. I've always said, you know, I don't have anybody against anybody coming to our nation, but don't be right. th- that the first thing that you do when you do come is break the law. Right. That kind of irritates me, to be honest, a lot. But anyway, yeah. uh, and Arkansas. Plus, they got to deal with the, the chain migration issue and the wall issue because. If they fix it this time, they don't want to have to ever fix it again. Right. I think we're at the time, you know, we've had these conversations a lot uh, as a nation. And I think I've, I have the feeling, and, and especially the environment in Washington right now, that this is the time to address this. Yeah. Um, and obviously you've heard Senator Cotton talk about chain migration. And the issue with DACA, too, is that when you're talking about, you're, you're absolutely right, it's not, it's not these kids' fault no. brought over here. But, but at the same time, if you're, if you're just going... Uh, if you're taking a path forward saying that you know everyone's okay and you have citizenship, what are the ramifications for the parents who made that decision knowingly coming into the country illegally that set this whole process in motion before? So basically, if, if, if you do what the Democrats want to do, there, there is a, a, a chain of events uh, and implications for everyone else involved. Um, and so I think it's, it's, not, it's not as you know, uh, open and shut of a case some like to make it out to be oh yeah so uh, it's a it's it's complicated but i do think that there's an appetite i do uh, believe that there's an appetite in washington to address this finally uh, especially considering the the uh, situation with with daca right now well some of the good things that they're talking about is because countries like uh, australia and canada and others have tightened up and restricted uh immigration uh, quite extensively and they're making sure they're getting the right people that are coming uh, to their country pj wants to talk to you pj how are you welcome to the dave ellswick show and your uh, question for jr well thank you sir uh, uh first i want to say there should be nothing wrong with suing a state any state if that state is indeed in the wrong criminal ethical civil or otherwise now you just talked about cooperating with the federal authorities and turning over illegals and all that. Do, all right, now I, I want to direct the answer. Please don't answer around it. Does that mean that Governor Asa Hutchinson is going to institute a roundup of illegals in this state and turn them over to ICE to be deported? All right. I'll let yes him. Or no. I, okay, PJ, I'm going to let him talk about that. Go ahead. Uh, thanks for the question, PJ. I'll tell you that the governor has been a uh, an advocate for uh, legal. Uh, immigration, as far as if you're coming into the country, you need to do it. Uh, you need to do it legally. Now, there are things already set up, um, as far as if you are a an illegal immigrant and you uh, violate the law, um, there are uh, programs in place and policies in place where you know local law enforcement can detain those individuals, and that's where ICE comes in, the federal authorities, and that's the cooperation we're talking about there. Um, so, I think when you talk about a an, an illegal roundup. Uh, of, of of illegal immigrants here in the state. There are processes in place uh, and policies in place throughout Arkansas at the local level where law enforcement does that and um, 
works with the federal government in order to address those concerns. So if they come across the illegals now, it's not like it used to be, and uh, everybody just kind of turned a blind eye to it. Correct. Right. Again, if it's if Dave Ellswick is you know an illegal immigrant and you I'm not pulled over you or you violate the law and you you don't have your uh, paperwork and show that you are a legal uh, resident of the United States, there are those policies in place um, for local law enforcement that you know they can detain those individuals and work with the federal government with you know ICE uh, in order to address those uh, concerns. So yeah, because it's not. The state's responsibility to go out and round people up. If they come across people that are illegal, they detain and then notify the federal government, and they yeah. come and take them and away. And let, let me just add, too, uh, to PJ, correct, I believe was yeah, who PJ. called. The governor has um, has been uh, a vocal uh, advocate for law enforcement for as long as he's been uh, around politically. I mean, he was the youngest. He was an attorney in Bentonville before he was the youngest appointed U.S. Senator under Ronald Reagan. He's been at Homeland Security. He's been at the DEA. Uh, so he's he has, I mean, he's tried cases in federal courts. He is uh, someone who absolutely believes in the rule of law. We have laws in this country uh, that people should follow, and that's every law, not just immigration laws. So if we have a law on the book, uh, on the books, it should be followed, and that's the governor's belief. All right, we got to get a break in. Let's take that. We'll come back. We'll finish up talking uh, with with Jr. We'll ask him and I'll let him know when we come back. Let's find ask you what you're hearing from the, about the waivers about Arkansas Works. Are you getting any information uh, at all? Don't forget about uh, New Balance uh, shoes, New Balance store out on Highway 10. Uh, just in the last couple of days, we've had Duck and Curtis, and we've had uh, Joe on the show talking to you about how. Those uh, custom footbeds, getting their feet measured digitally and all the rest has helped them immensely uh, with the pain that they were having in their feet. They can do the same for you. Get your feet measured digitally so you know exactly how long, how wide they are. Get a pair of uh, New Balance shoes that's in the you know a narrow width if you need, like a 2A or a wide le- uh, width like a 6E, and get something that's going to be comfortable for you whether it's for work, whether it's just for walking, whether it's for play. And remember, this is the only New Balance store in Little Rock that makes custom footbeds that give you ultimate comfort. They're out in West Little Rock on uh, Cantrell Road, Highway 10. That's New Balance. Okay, we are back with you. We've got final segment here with J.R. Davis, Governor's spokesman. Uh, if you heard the beginning of the hour, you know that uh, we got work going on in the studio as we're we're uh, doing our thing. They're being very, very quiet. They're doing a good job. Kyle and his buddy done a great job. Earlier today, they were really, they give me a headache. Ratcheting, ratcheting everything. That they, were. they were ratcheting. <laughs> I'm giving them a headache. Anyway, the cameras are going in. Uh, I would assume that next week we'll start doing some uh, full stream for you on facebook.com slash Dave Ellswick show or on 96.5 FM, The Answer. Uh, dot com. You start seeing the people that are sitting here in the studio with me. Uh, if there's somebody on the, on the phone, we'll try to make sure we got their picture so you can see them. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is a brand new era, uh, that we're moving into here on the Dave Ellswick show, but Jr. is sitting right across from me. Let me not waste any more time. Waivers have yet to be, uh, been notified on them. I don't believe from, uh, secretary of health, uh, human services there in Washington, DC, uh, 
Are, is anybody saying what the big holdup is here? Uh, uh, JR, I mean, Kentucky finally got sure. a little bit of movement. Yeah, and if you go back to, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, CMS handed down some guidance to states about work requirements, uh, community engagement, that sort of thing. Um, and, and obviously since then they have announced Kentucky. Of course, we had the shutdown that complicated some things. And then, and then on, uh, the 24th of this month, which I guess was yesterday, yesterday, uh, yeah, Alex Azar is the new HHS secretary. So, uh, by all, all of that, obviously the, 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 uh, the lack of an HHS secretary, of course, coupled with the shutdown and those talks has kind of stalled things out just a little bit. Uh, but we, we feel great now that, you know, secretary Azar's there, um, that the shutdown has been averted to this point. Um, and so we expect to have a decision, uh, you know, within the next couple of weeks from uh, CMS. When I say decision, we expect to uh, get our work requirements uh, on that. So very, very confident uh, about that. Also confident in the other part of the waiver. It's made up of four different points, but the two most critical parts are obviously the work requirement and then the change in eligibility uh, for the Arkansas Works Program, which is currently set at 138% of the federal poverty level. Right. We've requested a waiver to lower that to 100% of the federal poverty level, um, which uh, the goal of that is to be able to concentrate our limited resources in the state to those who need it most. Um, so we're still waiting to hear from that. We feel confident. But again, that's a very unique uh, request from a state. And so obviously a lot of eyes have been on that and want to make sure uh, that they, they've you know kind of know exactly what we're looking to do before they grant that. But we feel confident. We've had great conversations with the administration um, Administrator Verma with CMS as well. So uh, we're in good shape. And, uh, again, we expect to uh, get the go-ahead on those work requirements in the next couple of weeks. Big deal is that it's just not one person who makes this call. There's, a, as you just said, sure, yeah, there's a me, lot of eyes on it, right? Exactly. So let's start with, I was kind of quick run through. You've got CMS, uh, which is under HHS. You've got the, the administrator there uh, who, you know, takes point on it. Then you've got HHS secretary who's involved with it. Then you go over to OMB with Mulvaney. Uh, and then, of course, at the end of the day, the White House sees it and, and gives the go-ahead on it. So there's there's a lot of folks that, that uh, and a lot of agencies and officials that have to take a look at these waivers uh, because what we're doing here is substantive. I mean, these are real reforms uh, to Medicaid as a whole, um, and especially what we're doing here in Arkansas. So we understand it takes a little bit of time. Obviously, we would have liked the decision uh, earlier than now, but what we're excited about um, uh, being able to put those reforms in place uh, and those conservative changes. And again, I can't uh, say this enough. These are substantive changes uh, that are really going to allow the states, not just Arkansas, but the states who've requested it, to to implement these reforms they've been wanting to do for a long time. Yeah, here's the key. It's not just that they're looking at it and saying, well, what will this do for them? But they're also, they have to think about what kind of stories are going to pop up from the press and stuff. Does it sure. give them some, something to hang their hat on and they can try to make us look bad. I mean, there were several stories came out on the work requirements for, um, for Kentucky. Sure. Yeah. Uh, there, I think they have a lawsuit that's facing the state now with this. And, and I think that's to be expected. I mean, I, uh, again, change and change for the good is never easy. Um, and, and so I, th- obviously you're going to have those who oppose, uh, they're going to have those that oppose this, uh, but this has never been done before. And we, as conservatives, we've talked about this for a long time about having work requirements, having teeth to these work requirements. There are exemptions and there should be exemptions mm-hmm. for certain individuals. Um, but for those who are able-bodied that do not have dependents 
are of working age between, I think it's 18 and 49 years of age, or, you know, give or take a year, um, those individuals should have skin in the game. And we, and they've, we've got to connect them to work. And it's not, you know, this isn't a punitive thing. This is, this is helping, this is helping connect people to work. And the governor said this uh, long before he was governor, but especially as governor, he believes Arkansans want to work uh, and they need to be connected to work. We have a lot of workforce training programs that we've implemented since he's been governor. Uh, we have a lot of these career uh, uh, centers for high schoolers and non-traditional students, adults who are looking to be retrained. Those are all part of it, right? Um, but we believe Arkansans, if given the opportunity, want to work. And I think what we've seen in the process is that people who do get connected to work, uh, their lives are enhanced tremendously uh, because they have a reason to get up in the morning. They're pouring into other people, they're pouring into their business or wherever they are, and that they feel that there's a a reason to get up and go in the morning and to give back to the society, to society as far as just being an active member of society. Uh, I'll point out this. We did get work referrals from the Obama administration. It wasn't what we wanted. We wanted work requirements. But under work referrals, uh, we, we basically said that every individual who was enrolled in Arkansas Works would be pushed to DWS for mm-hmm. worker training, for work referral. They didn't have to do anything with that, the individual. So if we push Dave Ellswick over to Workforce Services, he didn't have to do anything with it. There's no teeth there. We want teeth, obviously. But just with that alone, we, we connected 4,000 individuals to work through that. Just for, I mean, it was 4,000 individuals, but those individuals wanted to work. They wanted to be connected to work, and we were able to do that. So I think that's a good sign uh, of things to come with the work requirement to make sure people are um, getting up and, and, uh, and, and are able to better their lives and climb up the economic ladder. And I think that's what we're going to see. All right. We, we just got a couple of weeks before. Uh, the session will start, the fiscal session will start at Capitol. I uh, read, uh, on, I think on Facebook, no, maybe it was the Twitter, that Josh, the Twitter? Mi- the, the, yeah, the Twitter. I, uh, <laughs> I like on, on, the my, Twitter. on my Twitter, you know, the Twitter. but on, uh, what was it? Uh, Josh Miller is looking at a freeze again. He would like to pass some kind of move on a freeze are you guys familiar with what he's thinking about? Uh, i've heard a little bit about it um obviously in the it's the fiscal session um so they would need a two-thirds vote uh, from the legislature um so that's about all i i know about that at this point uh, obviously we uh we feel good about where we are uh, we've had a lot of reforms uh to the program uh as is right now as far as being able to more accurately uh have that renewal process and cooperation with other agencies to make sure those who are on it are or should be and those who aren't shouldn't be. Uh, we've taken 117,000 people off uh, just in 2017, whether uh, they were found to be ineligible or they had gotten a job and climbed out of the program. Uh, and as we sit today, uh, there are fewer Arkansans on Medicaid than when the governor took office in 2015. And of course, that speaks volumes to the fact, too, that our state has grown over 3 million in that time as well. So uh, we feel like we're in a good spot with those reforms, um, and then obviously we're going to get those work requirements from the federal government, uh, and then the eligibility uh, change as well. So we feel like we're in a good spot. Obviously, the legislature uh, can act the two-thirds vote, and we'll see where that goes. Jr. always a pleasure to have you here in the studio. We'll do this again next Thursday. We appreciate your time today. A lot of good information for us, and uh, we'll open up the phones again next week when we have you back on. Thanks so much. Sounds good. Thanks, Dave. All right, Fox News is next. Then we're back for more of the Dave Ellswick Show that you can grab here on 
Uh, 96.5 FM, The Answer. Listen up, veterans. If you're a senior wartime veteran or a surviving spouse of a wartime veteran, you may be entitled to an improved pension benefit from the VA. This benefit is designed to help pay for the cost of assisted living and in-home care. As we get older, we may need the assistance of others, and this VA benefit is designed to help pay for that. Call me. I'm Kimbrough Stevens. In my law firm, the Juris Law Group specializes in helping folks get this much-needed benefit, commonly referred to as aid and attendance. If you are a married veteran, you can receive as much as $25,000 per year, and we offer a no-risk consultation. So call us today and get the benefits you've earned. We have a proven track record, and we know how to qualify veterans for this benefit. Call us at 501-400-8250 or look us up online at Jurist Law Group, J-U-R-I-S-T, lawgroup.com. Call us at 501-400-8250 or Google me, Kimbrough Stevens, and we look forward to hearing from you. Our uh, thanks to J.R. Davis for stopping by and uh, talking to us about, uh, we spent some time today talking about how uh, going out and getting these gun manufacturers and coming here to Arkansas now has added in 272 jobs over a couple of years. And that was good news. Uh, The waivers are still going to get here. It's just, uh, it's Washington, D.C., and it takes time. And then we talked about uh, all of the immigration uh, reform uh, discussions that are going on in Washington, D.C., and what what that means to uh, Arkansas. Joining us from Washington, D.C., is our senior senator, John Bozeman. And, uh, Senator, it's good to have you with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. How are you doing? Well, thank you, Dave. The only thing that would be better is if I was in the studio with you. Well, maybe not today. The studio's all torn apart right now. The next time that, that right? yep, the next time you join me, we'll be uh, live on Facebook Live and we'll be live on 965fmtheanswer.com. Uh they're putting in high quality cameras as we speak and getting ready so that we can broadcast just like television out of this Very studio. Good. But Senator, you'll have to you'll have to dress up. This yeah, is Val. Sounds like <laughs> it. I, I won't get to slouch in the chair anymore. And- scribble around so, well you yeah. you're not going to we cannot allow you to wear your bermuda shorts anymore <laughs> when you come here in the studio. <laughs> well that's good to know <laughs> all right well let's get down to business so there's a lot of business going on up there in uh, uh in washington dc first of all let me i'm going to make a prediction to you and i want you to file it away someplace and then we right. can pull it out after uh, the election coming up in november i predict now, you guys will pick up at least four seats in the Senate and that you will hold power in the House. Well, that's, you know, I, I, I'm i glad that you're thinking that way, and certainly that would be welcome, you know, welcome news. We are in a good situation in the Senate with uh, so many Democrats running in areas that the president carried so handily. And to be honest, they're drinking the Kool-Aid. You know, they're voting against uh, things like the big tax cut program and uh, this and that, and I think uh, that that is going to hurt them uh, when they go home and uh, and try and get the votes in November. Yeah, I agree. I think they're going to have a really hard time. Did you see Manchin just announced that he would seek re-election uh, today's Thursday, Tuesday? He told Schumer he would. He said, "I'll seek re-election," but he says, and these are his words, not mine. This place sucks. He says, "You guys keep doing what you're doing." And we'll be in the minority for the rest of time. 
Yeah, and that's, you know, certainly uh, him in a state like West Virginia, which is very much like Arkansas, uh, the the things that uh, Senator Schumer's coming forward with are certainly not very popular. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he can push back a little bit, but the reality is is that, uh, you know, he's forced to uh, to be part of that system and is not a very happy camper. Senator, do you take exception to Schumer when he gets into the well of the Senate and makes statements about how, uh, you know, corporations are just cutting some cheap uh, $1,000 bonuses and hardly giving the working man any additional money uh, per hour and things of that nature, acting as if you get an extra, an extra two, two fifty, three hundred a month is, is chicken feed. It's not any kind of money at all, where if you're at all close to the middle class, you know, that that's welcome money. You know, middle-class, you know, certainly a single mom, you know, working hard, probably working two jobs, you know, to try and make ends meet, uh, that's real money and, uh, makes a real difference. Periodically, I open the the Senate, you know, in the chair when uh, uh, he's speaking, and you know, you sit there and you think this truly is just a pure propaganda machine. Uh, and, and you know, the the things that he says and this and that, uh, it's just it's just pure propaganda pushing the party line uh, that uh, the president's terrible, the economy's terrible, you know, uh, America is is going to heck. And, uh, and yet, uh, you know, just basing it on whatever they can come up with. So, uh, it's not a good situation. Yeah. I'm, and I was hoping there were other things that we might be able to get done this year. Not we, I'm, when I say we as a collective, uh, you all are, are, are fighting the battle on the ground up there in, in DC. So what are you seeing going on about immigration reform? It looks like the president made the statement that he may be open uh, for the DACA uh, dreamers to, you know, for the dreamers to go and, and find a way to citizenship. Now he, he made a statement for that it might take seven to 10 years, which personally, I think that's about the right thing that should happen as far as that's con- concerned, but that they need to connect the wall to that. And we need to break chain uh, immigration as well. No, you're exactly right. And and the DACA situation is a very special situation. And you do have a group of young people that uh, uh, they didn't come. Their parents brought them. On the other hand, if you don't do border security, if you don't secure the border, then that's going to become the future path to citizenship, uh, you know, if you actually do DACA. And so we'll have, you know, many, many people showing up on the border in, in droves uh, trying to get into our country uh, because they know that we are a generous nation. And 10 years from now, we'd be back in the same situation right now. So you have to secure the border. And, and I think the you know, certainly the, the president is very strong on that, uh, ran on it and is not backing off now at all. The chain migration, the ability to bring in extended families. So you have a, a DACA recipient that comes in and, and they didn't, you know, they're in a situation where they didn't come willingly. They were brought in, but their parents did. And so the ability for them to bring in extended family and then that group to bring in extended family, the numbers just rise dramatically. And it's simply not a, it's not a good issue in the sense that it's, it's certainly unfair and we don't need to do that. So I think he'll stay by the chain migration. The other thing, Dave, that he mentioned is the the uh, the visa lottery system. Yes. Yeah, you know, you're just drawing out of, and, and 
rather than getting people that are going to come and be uh, constructive members of the, you know the country because we need them for various reasons, uh, just this grab bag makes no sense at all. Yeah, I'm 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 hoping that you're going to get a lot done, and it, I think if the president holds firm, what can Schumer do? I mean, they're already protesting in front of his house in New York. I would think that uh, he understands that the left wants something to get done. Would you agree? No, I agree totally. And and you know, of course, the ones that are protesting are the the uh, the DACA recipients themselves. And and when you visit with them, they, you know, they don't care anything about whether or not the border is secure or these other things. They just, you know, they're very concerned about the situation that they find themselves in. Uh, with uh, I've seen uh, homecoming queens. I've seen people that were head of their class, uh, all different uh, types of, of young people that are in this situation, and they simply don't have a country. And so uh, they're very open, you know, to, to ending chain migration, these other things, if it takes, gets, uh, gets themselves taken care of. So uh, I think we've actually got a fair chance of getting this done. Uh, it's going to take some compromise on the Democrats' part to get it done. But uh, as you point out, they really are under tremendous pressure right now. So when you talk to fellow senators that are from the other party, because, look, a lot of people don't understand this, but... Republicans have Democrat friends as well as Democrats have Republican friends, and you might disagree on policy, uh, but you're still friends. You got other things in Very common. Are, are you finding Are you finding that some of them wish that Schumer would uh, would find some common ground? Uh, very much so, in the sense they got themselves into a terrible situation, shutting down the government over immigration, and when you talk to people, you talk to people in Arkansas, you talk to people throughout the country, there's great sympathy for the DACA kids. But when you combine that, well, you know, should you shut down the the government, you know, and, and put the country at hostage over that, over DACA, then there's there's not much sympathy at all. And so that's that's the place they found themselves in. They knew it wasn't a good position. That's why they caved and, and reopened the government. Uh, so yeah, they're uh, they're in a situation now where I think the you know many rank and file Democrats are quite willing to uh, you know to come to an agreement, uh, realizing that that the things that we're asking for are really very reasonable things, and these are things again when you talk to to Americans throughout the country, things like ending chain migration when you explain it to people. Uh, you know, they they know that that doesn't make a lot of sense. They know that uh, the visa lottery system makes no sense at all in securing the border, uh, not only through fencing and and uh, you know things like that, but but through various security apparatus makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, let's let me move now to another topic with you, if I might, and that deals with uh, something that has been floating around the house. I know that I talked to uh, Congressman. Uh, Westerman last week, he said that he saw this, uh, notorious memo that is out there. And, uh, we've heard that, uh, uh, Congressman Hill has seen it as well. Uh, have you seen this memo that they've been talking about? I haven't seen it. This is a, you know, is a house driven situation. Uh, but I, I'm going to do my very best. And, and again, you know, in dealing with the shutdown and things, I'm going to do my very best to, to go over there next week and see if, if I don't know why, uh, you know, being in the Senate, why you couldn't view it. 
uh, do my best to actually see it next week. What can you help us a little bit to understand? I don't know if you know the process or not. What what has to happen for this to be released uh, to the well, to the the American public? I, what I heard from Getz today was they're hoping within two weeks. Yeah, my and I have talked to a lot of my friends on the house uh, in regard to you know what's going on with it, and uh, it appears that this is something that's really not been done before. Uh, they're kind of charting new ground in the sense of asking uh, for this thing to be declassified with a particular uh, type of document that it is. And that's really the hang-up, you know, trying to uh, see if they can work with the administration where everybody's happy. Uh, evidently, there's some things in there that are quite sensitive, how you redact that, and yet still, you know, can, can get some meaning out of the document. Uh, and then just the process of, of uh, our various uh, uh, agencies that deal with these kind of things that they feel like they've been protected in the process because you're you know you're you're also setting a precedent for the future so they just want to make sure everything is done right yeah it's interesting because uh, a report that came out today uh, is that Nunes's memo names Comey McCabe and Ross uh, Ro- Rosenstein uh, in this and that these meetings and stuff actually were held and they were trying to find ways of, I, I guess, uh, causing problems uh, for the president of getting elected. And then after getting elected, being able to uh, put his transition team together and things of that nature. I mean, if it's that serious as a country, what what are we going to have to do? I mean, there sounds to me maybe there's a house cleaning that's going to have to be done. Well, uh... And, and like I say, I think it is important to go through the right process to get this out. But but if those kind of things are in there, then it certainly needs to come out. Uh, I haven't seen it, so I, I really can't speak to the specifics that are in there. I do know Ron Johnson very, very well from Wisconsin. He's, a, he's an honorable person. Nobody works any harder in the Senate than he does. Uh, and he's a very reasonable person. And uh, he's quite concerned, you know, with, with not only with this document. And I think it's important, Dave, you know, you don't just take one thing, but you take and put all the different things together. Mm-hmm. And when you put it all together, there's lots of smoke there and enough smoke that, that uh, you know, you really do feel like there's some fire. So Ron's working hard on, on the uh, authorizing committee in the Senate. Richard Burr and the Intelligence Committee in the Senate is working hard on it also. Again, another guy that, that uh, you know, is, is very much trying to do the right thing and uh, uh, being an honest broker, both of these guys. But uh, I, think, uh, I think that Ron's very, very concerned about the preliminary stuff that they've uncovered in the, uh, in the Senate Oversight uh, Committee. Uh, was it, I, I guess guess is from Florida. He made the statement he thought when this becomes public, some people are going to go to jail. I mean, that was his exact words. Well, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what it leads to. But, uh, you know, certainly you want to – one of the great problems that we have right now, Dave, is, is nobody's got any faith in their institutions. I agree. And uh, that's that's a huge problem. It doesn't matter if it's, the you know, the Congress or – but, you know, you, you need to have faith in the, in the – uh, entities like the FBI, you know, that, that, that and, and don't get me wrong, regardless of how this comes out, 
the vast, vast majority of the people in the FBI are are truly honorable people that work very, very hard to keep us safe. And when you look at the record, you know, have have done a great job in doing that. You know, thwarting uh, the various potential terrorist attacks and things. We, we've been really fortunate since 9/11. So, but besides that, you know, if there are people that have acted inappropriately, which you know, we we just need to dig and find out there, or in the CIA or wherever. Uh, then you know the, the cards need to it needs to fall where it falls. All right, well, Senator, nation of laws. You know? Yeah, you're exactly right. Well, I've got four minutes with me le, le, with you. Let me ask one last question. President <laughs> State of the Union is coming up on Tuesday night. I'm sure you'll be sitting there listening to him. What are some things you hope that he addresses? Well, certainly the the immigration problem, you know, he needs to address. There's lots of talk about uh, uh, transportation uh, initiatives, uh, in other words, our infrastructure, what his plan is for that, uh, somewhat how we're going to pay for it, you know, those kind of things. Uh, we need a little bit more specifics on a number of different areas, and, and then uh, – uh, again, talk about the good things that he's done. The fact that uh, uh, you know the economy is is booming right now. We have a, a stock market, but the economy to match the stock market, uh, the tax cuts, which uh, you know are, are being greeted uh, in such great fashion, uh, the Supreme Court, uh, Gorsuch being an outstanding judge that is going to do a tremendous job, and then all of the other uh, federal judges that, that we're uh, almost weekly, you know, putting on the court uh, that really are going to make a huge difference for our country for the next uh, for the next 30 years. The other thing, and, and you know, tax cuts, great. That's making a difference. I think the biggest difference in the economy right now is the regulatory atmosphere. Uh, we have business people that can invest now. They know what the rules are going to be for the next several years. They don't have to worry about every Friday some unfunded mandate coming down from the Department of uh, Labor or the EPA or whatever that's going to cost them a heck of a lot of money. And so because of that, uh, you know, we're in a situation where things are, are moving along. So I think he needs to talk about the good things he's, he's, he's done and then also, very importantly, the good things that he wants to get done in the next year. You know, it's exciting that we're almost at 26,000 and a half. And, uh, we passed 26,000 last week. You think we can uh, get past 27,000 faster than oh, we did 26,000? <laughs> no, well, of course, you know, as you get up in a thousand's not what it used to be. It's not like you're going from a thousand to, you know, to 2000. Right. But, but all of that is confidence. You know, that's, that's people investing in, uh, in businesses, mm -hmm. uh, looking at the fact that they feel like that they're poised to, you know, continue to grow, continue to turn a profit. And the good news is when you, when you talk to those, those business people, and I do all day, every day, either here or in Arkansas, uh, you know, they're very excited because they feel like the, the underlining principles of their businesses are doing quite well. A consumer confidence is a, you know, is a high, the list just goes on and on. All right, Senator John Bozeman, we appreciate you, Senator, our senior Senator from uh, Arkansas. When you see Senator Cotton, tell him we all said hi. I will for sure. And, and tell, I, tell, tell, I, tell Sarah we said hi too. 
I will for sure, and uh, I look forward to being there, and I'll be sure and uh, dress appropriately for the cameras. <laughs> All right. Thank you much, Senator. We appreciate you. Have Thank a great you. afternoon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Senator John Bozeman here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We appreciate the time. We'll be back. we got more to talk about. we got a special call coming in in the uh, next half hour. There's something that's going to be happening with uh, someone in education that they don't know it's going to happen yet, but we'll, we'll talk to them right after it happens. That's all coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back with you, Safari Pets. Don't forget about them. 808 West Main in Cabot, 628-0067 is their uh, local number, safari-pet.com is where you find them on the Internet. They have everything you'll need for taking care of your pet or pets. Also know that they're going to be with us tomorrow. John and Jason will be here in studio tomorrow uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, to answer questions that you might have about any of your pets, whether it's just a dog or a cat or it's a bearded dragon or a tarantula, whatever your pet uh, might be, they'll be here to answer your your questions. Again, 808 West Main and Cabot, largest independent pet store in Arkansas. Is Dawn with us? It's not who we got uh, talking to, uh, going to be talking to us. There's... Okay. You got them holding right now? Okay. Oh, okay. After, we're going to talk to her. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk to Dawn, uh, Dawn McLean. She knows this now. She knows this, so I can say this. She is a 2017-18 uh, Milken Award winner. She won a $25,000 cash prize for the work she's done as an educator. We'll talk to her for a few moments uh, when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show we got to get Fox News first, and then we'll be back to talk to her and find out how excited she is about uh, her windfall. That's all coming up here at 96.5 FM, The Answer. All right, so something really special happened today uh, here in uh, central Arkansas, and it happened over at uh, North Little Rock Middle School. Uh, a teacher there by the name of Dawn McLean uh, won a Milken Educator Award and uh, she was presented this by Arkansas Department of Education Commissioner Johnny Key and Milken Family Foundation co-founder Mike Milken. Uh, Don McLean uh, was named one of these uh, recipients for 2017-18. She's a nationally recognized teacher now. Comes with an unrestricted $25,000 cash prize. And she is the only, the only Milken Educator Award winner from Arkansas this year. In fact, she is among only 44 honorees for 2017, 2018. And Dawn, congratulations. That is quite an honor. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. So what, what, did, what were you completely surprised? I understood that they, uh, they kind of hoodwinked you into a school assembly and you were at the center of attention. Yes, I was completely surprised. We were, I thought we were going to an assembly that the commissioner was going to be at to talk about a new program that we're, um, start, we've started this year called Opportunity Culture. had no idea that this was about me. <laughs> well, it's, you know what? It, this is quite the honor. You and 43 other honorees across the country, uh, and you're the only teacher here in Arkansas. I mean, what's your thoughts about that? I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I don't go to work every day, you know, thinking I'm going to win some kind of really fancy national award. 
No, I had no idea. I'm still in shock, but I think that it's a very great honor. Um, I'm very appreciative of it. I go to school to teach kids because I think that that is what my calling is, um, to take care of these kids and educate them. All right, so you teach sixth graders, is that right? How do you, how do you engage sixth graders in science and math? Because we all know those aren't easy subjects at all. No, I have started doing projects over the last several years to engage the students. Um, I try to do as much um, real-world activities as I can or at least use those in what we're doing. Like if we're doing a math problem, we talk about pizza, we talk about basketball, we talk, I talk about things that are important to the students that I have because sixth grade is a very difficult age. They're transitioning from middle school or from elementary to middle school. And so you have to talk about the things that they like to get them engaged in your classroom. Well, I just want to read something that Mr. Milken had to say. It said, quote, Miss McLean embodies the qualities of a student focused educator. She inspires those around her to learn, grow, take risks and develop a uh, student's first mentality. Uh, Commissioner Key said her role as a teacher leader and the impact she has made on student achievement, uh, though that uh, sets her apart, is a strong example for other districts wanting to empower their teacher uh, leaders. I'm extremely proud of Ms. McLean and thankful to the Milken Family Foundation for supporting such a deserving educator here in Arkansas. So, Dawn, just let me just give you the, the kind of the microphone for a moment and give you a chance to talk to other teachers. What do they need to be thinking about to, to, to really hook up with your, their students and to, to raise their test scores and things like, like you have done? Um, one of the things that I really uh, have been committed to is the whole child, not just the education that I'm teaching them, the math, the science, or, or whatever they're in my room for. I feel like I need to get to know that child know what's going on with them at home and their activities after school so that I can make connections with them because lots of times my children might be involved in what they are or just that little bit of extra lets them know that I care about them enough that they want to learn. And I just think that teachers need to look more at the whole child and not just the actual academics for the child. You know what's going to happen as a teacher? You're going to be one of those teachers. I've got like three teachers that I remember very clearly during the time that I was in, in middle school and then in high school, and they had a profound impact on my life. And I still think about them from time to time. It sounds like to me, you're going to have those kinds of students, just like I'm that kind of student that think about you. I hope that I do. I hope that there are kids who, who remember me as they grow and become adults that I impacted their life and, um, help them in some way become a successful adult. Well, Dawn, congratulations. One of 44 in the nation, only one here in Arkansas, a, uh, Milken award education award winner. Congratulations. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye now. We'll let you go and, uh, you get back to celebrating that. That's a very cool thing. I, I, I love talking to people about that kind of stuff. That gives me hope. In educators, how about you, Val? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yeah, yes, I mean, sir. But to her, yes, yeah, to Dawn. The state that we're in right now and here in Little Rock, I mean, that's significant that she got that award. Yeah. It's amazing that there are good teachers the out there. The only teacher yeah. in Arkansas. Yeah. I mean, there are good teachers out there. Yeah, I, yeah. I know that. But 
right now our school system here in Little Rock is just in disarray. Yes, very much so. And here, here's the key over North Little Rock, where where she teaches at, is that what I liked hearing from her is that she cares about her kids. Yes, that that's the key. That's the way teachers like were. Her own. Yeah, yeah. When I was going to school, that's the way. Like Mr. Wilder, he was my choir teacher in high school. I remember, and Petrin, who was my social, uh, my uh, political science teacher, uh, a great, both of those guys had huge impacts uh, on me. And I taught, I'll be sitting around dinner talking to people about education and bring their names up because they were just that impactful on my, I, I learned important life skills from them. And, uh, you know, if you're a teacher and I hope that you're pouring yourself into your kids' lives, because that's really what it's, uh, what it's all about. Truly. That's what it's all about. But congratulations to her at yes. 25 grand. That's amazing. No, stipula- no stipulations for that check. Use it as you, you need to. That's kind of cool. That's Wonder if she'll awesome. take a trip to Europe. She I is. Mean, I, I, would, she should, well. I think she should call us now and have us out to dinner. Yeah. Just <laughs> Take, us, take me over to I'm Sunny. Game. Take me to Sunny Williams tonight. Yeah, there you go. I got I got my eye on a big steak. What do you think, Russ? You think she'll call me up now and ask me off for dinner? Doubt it. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I doubt it as well. By the way, you're over there where you can see the monitors for these cameras somewhat. Uh, I'm hearing that they are crystal clear. The cameras that we're putting into the studio is that right? I was They're looking at that thing over clear, there. Dave. Man, I was right. looking at that thing over there. It's cool. Yeah. And I even saw the zit on your nose you were talking about. Yeah. No, okay. I got that, that that undergrounder I got. I'm the undergrounder. Dave. I'm just saying. Got a bat in the cave according to Kyle. <laughs> Mercy. Now, did they put a camera over there for you so that I can let people see you from time to time? Yeah. Not yet. I bet you they put one of these little ones, these little tiny ones right here, like this one in front of oh, me. Oh, the one on top of the rack over your shoulder, over your yeah. left shoulder. Yeah. Is, can come in. Oh, can can, get, I can zero me. in on you. There's no glare. So whenever you're digging for gold over there, I, <laughs> I can get, I can not, put you not as much, Not as much <laughs> glare as off of your head. Oh, I was going to say my head, but, you know, I don't have a bald head. I'm just so. saying, that's right. You do not have a bald head. Is that head. camera going to add hair to I, you know, it doesn't do that. <laughs> Dave Mole on my Facebook. And and uh, Russ knows who Dave Mole is. He's the guy who runs Radio yeah, Row at CPAC. CPAC. How about that? He's paying attention about He's paying attention <laughs> from D.C. Said, hey, Ellswick, the camera adds 10 pounds. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it does, too. Let me tell oh, you. That's funny. That's funny. So we'll we'll just, I guess I need to lose another 10 I've already lost since the beginning of the year. I've lost five pounds. I'm doing good. I think I gained them. Oh, sure. No, <laughs> they're floating around for you. Yeah. No, I'm doing good. I've been working out too. All right, got to get a break in. Let me remind you about Juris uh, Law Group. They are doing these special no risk consultations for you. If you're a veteran and you're a wartime veteran, if you served in World War II, Korea, or Vietnam, uh, and you have the, you meet the military service rules and uh, qualify medically, you're going to be able to get in on this uh, aid and attendance, which is one of the least understood and most underutilized veterans benefits. Uh, that if you're a veteran, you got a spouse, uh, can mean $25,000 a year to you. That is huge. I'm saying that is absolutely huge. 
Single veteran, 1794. Veteran with a sixth spouse, 1408. Surviving spouse, $1,153. Financial assistance available for home care, independent living, assisted living, nursing home care. No risk consultation with Kimbrough Stevens, managing attorney for the Juris Law Group. He's an accredited attorney with the VA, specializing in the field of long-term care planning and asset preservation for wartime veterans. Give them a call, 501-400-8250 or JurisLawGroup.com. That's J-U-R-I-S-T LawGroup.com. Hey, don't forget about Lewis Family Beef, family-owned ranch out there in Greenbrier. Uh, Their cattle born on the ranch. They raise them from there. They, uh, you know, get them out on the on the grass out there, they, uh, you know, take them to the packing house from there. And I'll tell you what else, they don't add any antibiotics or hormones to these cattle so that when you buy their meat, it is clean beef. It's also stress-free beef, which means it's going to be more tender because when you get stressed out, a cow the same way dumps hormones into their bloodstream that will cause the, uh, the meat to be more uh, tough. So uh, the less that they have of that, the better it is. Buy yourself a quarter, a half, or a whole uh, cow, and uh, they take it to the packing house. House will call you, set up how you want steaks cut, how much of it you want made into, you know, ground beef, things of that nature. When it's all done, they call the Lewis Family Beef folks. They deliver it to your home absolutely free. Find out more about this and get all the necessary information that you want. Get a hold of Cody or Sarah Lewis. Do that at Facebook.com Lewis Family Beef, or you can call them 501-514-1494. All right, see if Daryl's still there. Daryl, you still there? Yes, sir. What do you think? I just wanted to uh, try to get in while that teacher was on the phone. Trying to do what now? I was trying to get in while that teacher was on the phone. Oh, okay. When teacher was on the phone, okay. I would like to thank her very much for her participation because there's not very many teachers out there with a heart that can do that. Uh, My wife is is one of them, too. She teaches in North Little Rock. I just would like to thank her, and I wish everybody else would, because if you have a teacher with a heart, you can get through your kids, and you can teach them right. Well, I I, I agree with you, Daryl. Ask your wife if she knows Dawn McLean. I'll do that. All right. We appreciate it. She is a Milken Award winner. Uh, we talked to her there at the bottom of the hour. Uh, quite uh, the the deal. I mean, that's $25,000. You, you're, you're a member of a group. Milken uh, Award winners of only 2,700 teachers in the United States. She is only one of 44 winners nationally this year. The only winner from the state of Arkansas. Quite an achievement, to say the least. I mean, I agree with Daryl because if my kids wouldn't have had teachers that cared, they probably would have dropped out because they couldn't stand to go to school where they were going to school and just the chaos that the other kids ensued. That was mm-hmm. part of their problem. Both of them. Cause they were like, we're here at school to learn. And La- you're you're lack being of, loud. Yeah. Lack of discipline. Right. 
Lack it's, of it's discipline. Ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. I understand exactly what you're saying. Uh, you know, my son went to same high school. One of your sons went to over at Hall. No, Parkview. Oh, the, they were going to send him to Hall. Okay. When we, yeah, that was. Well, my other, ago, my, my other son, son went to Parkview. Yeah, my my last uh, my youngest just graduated last year, and so. Yeah, he was. That in, was like he was in the quote theater program oh yeah trevor was in the band there. obviously so what he was what he was doing you know as far as that but uh my son that went to hall said that was the worst thing and i can't believe that administrators would allow students to scream and curse at their teachers oh yeah it's at all the schools though I mean, I've I mean, experienced that's, just, that's it. just amazing to me. I experienced it at Parkview even. And the teacher or the guy that this kid was apparently graduating, he was driving on the sidewalk and I told him not to. And I was picking up my kid and I, I was picking up Trevor. And I said, don't uh, don't be driving on the sidewalk where kids walk. I mean, because he, he couldn't get around the car. So he drove up oh, on the yeah, sidewalk. Right. And I was like. And he called me the B word and I said, excuse me. And I reported him and I got his car and his last night and everything. Right. right? right. So they called me and they were like, ma'am, we've gave him a warning. He's a good student and he's going to graduate. So I was just like, so, okay, because, so you're <laughs> saying. Give him a, a warning. Give him exactly, a belt upside the butt. Exactly. Yeah. How do you call a, an adult a B, the B word on school property and you're a good kid? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I understand. This was, I mean, uh, for um, my son, uh, this would have been how many years ago? uh <laughs> 17 don't, years ago don't don't fret yourself i'm just that. saying 17 years ago and i was i went over there because there were some things that were going on that i wasn't happy with and i went over there and i was in one of his classes and i heard a student call a teacher an mf mm-hmm. right in front of me and the teacher just kept trying to ignore the student and that was 17 years ago yeah so i can't only imagine what you know, I hope that my my hope is that they clean that up. No, they haven't they because have I've had uh, I've heard their friend, the boys' friends, uh, even up to a couple of years ago, maybe maybe last year, say that Hall they're still smoking in the bathrooms, uh, weed, mm-hmm. cigarettes. I mean, it's out of control. Yeah, and that, even at Parkview, you walk in the halls and the kids are just yelling and no cussing, comment. and it's just ridiculous. It's like, how do you get? <laughs> Russ says no comment. He graduated from there, oh. but of course. You went to school on a, uh, a stegosaurus, didn't you? <laughs> Brontosaurus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not even going to argue. <laughs> no, there's no use in arguing. It's the Did truth. you use your foot, your feet to yeah, pedal the, the bottom, bus? the bottom of your car? Man, I had a 79 AMC Gremlin that Woo! I drove to school. Uh, gremlin. Gremlin. Man, glass all around That's you. better than a Pinto. That's like driving around <laughs> in a fishbowl. You know, they said you couldn't lock your keys in your car. If you had a Jeep, you couldn't lock your keys in your car with my Gremlin either. <laughs> Back in, didn't lock and wouldn't shut. So I, I could open it up anytime if I locked the keys in. That's all right. No, I had a rabbit. Good. A rabbit? A rabbit. That was my first car. Volkswagen Rabbit. I, I drove that car. I will I will vouch for Volkswagen because I drove that car until the, the wheels literally fell off. I pulled out of a parking lot one wheel, went that way, and oh, <laughs> 300,000 miles on that sucker. Oh, good. Was that, that 1980 that was Rabbit? A, I was going to say, that's a long yes. time ago. And I was a young girl, so I didn't take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Oil change. What was that? Yeah. I'm just telling you. Bottom line, I, I was 
look, I was concerned at Hall mm-hmm. 17 years ago, and now you're telling me it's the yeah, same way. It's, it's that, worse. Really, that really bothers me. See, I've always said that what they needed to do is to pass a law in the, uh, in the legislature that would give these schools the ability to discipline without fear of retribution right. from from every Tom, Dick, and Harry lawyer out there. How about this? How about some tort reform? Which is what I always... Okay, so there used to be corporal punishment, and there was a note in the back of the book when my kids, I guess, were in middle school. I guess they stopped doing that now. But there was a note in the back of the book, are you okay with corporal punishment? And I wrote underneath, as long as I am called and I am am witnessing it. Right, present. Call me. Yeah. I'll let you whip him. I'll come. Right. I'll that, watch. There, that should be the policy. I'll I, put it on let, Facebook. That's right. You let the principal whoop you, and you stand there and you watch. And that way you know nothing happened. So, I mean, but, you know, parents don't want to go up to school to do that. They just rather get a note. Just make, it's, just, it's, it's a lot to do with parents, too, because let me tell you something. I agree with the that. Home, the home training is a big problem these days because... My kids, they didn't cuss until they were 18 years old. That was a rule in my house. I cussed like a sailor. Yes, I know. But my kids did not. They respected me, and they would have friends come over, and and I'd hear them in their cuss, and I was like, you better tell them. You better recognize. And they were like, oh, yeah, uh, mom said. (laughs) Yeah, well, my my house is a no-swear zone. Yeah. Just so everybody knows. Anyway, we'll take a break here. Going to come back. uh, David Lucas is going to join us. If you're getting close to that age where you're going to be doing Social Security, or you want to just make sure that you're doing the right stuff so that when you do get to be that age, it's all going to be there for you. We'll talk about it when we return on the Dave Ellswick Show. Listen up, veterans. If you're a senior wartime veteran or a surviving spouse of a wartime veteran, you may be entitled to an improved pension benefit from the VA. This benefit is designed to help pay for the cost of assisted living and in-home care. As we get older, we may need the assistance of others, and this VA benefit is designed to help pay for that. Call me. I'm Kimbrough Stevens. In my law firm, the Juris Law Group specializes in helping folks get this much-needed benefit commonly referred to as aid and attendance. If you are a married veteran, you can receive as much as $25,000 per year. And we offer a no-risk consultation. So call us today and get the benefits you've earned. We have a proven track record, and we know how to qualify veterans for this benefit. Call us at 501-400-8250 or look us up online at Jurist Law Group, J-U-R-I-S-T, lawgroup.com. Call us at 501-400-8250 or Google me, Kimbrough Stevens, and we look forward to hearing from you. Melvin, back with you. David Lucas is supposedly on his way. Well, I just is he text bring, him. I he, don't know where he is. Is he? He's bringing you he like probably, a, a, some kind of Yager bomb or something. Isn't <laughs> he probably stopped to get me a monster. Yeah. I told him to. He does that For all the time's sake. Get me all does, wired. does all of that. I'm getting ready to text him now here and just say, where are you? Because he's supposed to be here. Where are you? Because he's got, in February, he's got one of his Social Security workshops coming up, and I want him to talk about that. Yeah. And uh, he's you been get a selling out, hasn't he? Yeah. He sold, all of them that he did last year, every one of them sold out. So I want to make sure that uh, we get him on to talk about that. I mean, if you want to know about uh, Social he's, Security, this he's guy. He's the guy. He knows about Social Security, I'm just telling you. And if you got questions about it, he'll give you some answers today on the show. 
828-823-0965. When you hear uh, Mr. Lucas start talking, then you can start calling in, 823-0965. you got some questions about, should I do this or should I do that? What if it's this and what if it's that? Because they change the rules all the time for Social Security. It's crazy. You mean what you can and can't do? Yeah, like- federal government's not just like with your taxes and stuff. You know how they... They, they say, you, well, you don't have to put this into your taxes. And they say, yeah, you do have to put that in your taxes. And it just makes it a, a real problem, a serious, serious problem. I'm still, Kyle's walking around here. As we told you, he's here putting in the cameras today. And I'm looking up, and this camera they got for me is this little tiny thing. And I can't see it. But from what I understand, they're saying that it's a 4K camera, and it looks fantastic. It, it does. It's and crispy, I, you know, clear. Crispy. Yeah. <laughs> it's crispy, it's clear. Crispy, clear. Crispy. A, yeah. And it's not even got uh, any kind of uh, glaze on it. Nope. Okay. <laughs> as far it's as, not a donut, Dave. As far as that's concerned. <laughs> that's it's not a saying. donut. That's uh, not a donut. I love donuts. I know man. you do. But I. that's why I, I ask people not to buy them anymore. I know. Because they buy it. Here's the key. A donut is wonderful. Problem is, you cannot eat one. No, and the the, the only one worth Dude, any will you calories. You quit talking about donuts. <laughs> the only one worth any calories is the New York cheesecake from Krispy Kreme. Oh, New York, oh. I'm telling you, New York cheesecake from the back door. Uh, you know, there the place they got there in New York City. Oh, oh my lord! It is about three and a half inches thick. It's got the sour cream. You know, on the top. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. The baked kind. Oh yeah. Ooh, I don't like the baked. It kind. is. Oh, you would like. I this. like the cold kind. It is. Well, it's cold. Well, I mean, I like. The, not, they don't serve it to you hot. I like the raw kind, like cream cheese. No, and, no, no, no. This yeah. is this is a baked cake, just like you suppose a cheese cake, and uh, they'll the pieces. I don't know across the top. I'd say it's about five inches, and uh, you know makes the triangle, and it. And it's about four inches thick. It's like this. And it is so good. Probably, you know, okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh. Mr. Lucas says that he got things mixed up on his calendar. He's a busy guy. He will not be here today. He says, I can't believe I've done this to you, Dave. It's okay. David, we love you still, brother. Yes. We'll do it next week. And next, get him on. do it next Thursday and bring me a monster. Yeah, we'll do it next Thursday because we got a lot to talk about. Just had a story break uh, just before we went to the news at the top of the hour. So let me get that to you. Uh, this is important to hear. Uh, let me find it real quickly. I got to go zooming. Okay, here's the story. This is from Politico. Came out uh, a whole big 15 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. The White House presented Congress today with an immigration reform plan that would satisfy a key Democratic demand, offering a path to citizenship for 1.8 million undocumented immigrants brought to the U.S. as children in exchange for dramatic restrictions on immigration going forward and a $25 billion fund for border security. In a call with Republican Hill staffers, a senior White House official outlined a one-page framework. The official called the new proposal a compromise position that we believe will get 60 votes in the Senate and that it was a framework 
that ultimately will lead to passage of a law. The official told Republican staffers that the White House proposal would establish a $25 billion trust fund for a border defense system, including a wall along the Mexican border, which has been a key campaign promise made by President Donald Trump that he has repeatedly indicated must be included in a final deal. Uh, That money would also go toward technology and security even at the Canadian border. The uh, framework also eliminates this. The visa lottery does away with it and curbs U.S. migration by extended families, a fundamental change to existing immigration policy. New citizens would be able to sponsor their immediate families, that's just spouses and children, to legally enter the country, but other relatives would be excluded. So uh, I don't know what the path to citizenship would be, Uh, Yesterday, when the president spoke about it, he seemed to say that it was going to be uh, a a situation where it would take seven to 10 years uh, for all of the the ability to be able to uh, vet these people really well and things of that nature. Well, I mean, like you and I were talking about, I don't think that it is the right thing to do to send them back to a country that they don't even know. I, I uh, half some of them probably don't even speak Spanish. Cause yeah, but but here's the key: I did not want them to be able easily. to bring everybody right. Right. back right. because you could have seen eight to ten million yeah. immigrants yeah. come in. No, I don't that. agree with that either. I don't agree with that at all. Because I mean, they, all of those folks would have got to come in before the people who have been doing this legally mm-hmm. from every country. From day one, and that's what I hear from it. a lot of my friends who are who are here and they're citizens they're like i i did it you know why do they get to cheat and get to stay but these kids didn't do it their parents did yeah. so it's kind of i mean how do you hold that against them they, they they don't have but at the same time i don't think it was right for our government to hold up passing funding for our their constituents their democrats their constituents instead of immigrants I think that's ridiculous. Should tell you a lot about what the Democrats exactly. think. Exactly. Those are your constituents that you let down. And I'm sure that some of them didn't get paid for that day or those two days that they were supposed to work. Well, you know what, immig- but they'll give it away. The Democrats, what, they'll give their money away. For you know immigrants. what DACA means, don't you? Democrats against citizens of America. <laughs> I like it. That's what I heard, at least. I just think, I think that we need to do something with the immigration system because it is very hard. But it's supposed to be hard. I mean, you don't get to go to Mexico and just uh, no, get everything. They've got a tougher immigration policy yeah. than we do here in this nation. And then they won't come get their own people. Yep. Of course. Why? They don't want them. No, because uh, they make money off of every time they send money, they get a fee, a transaction fee from oh yeah. Western Union. So when they pick that money up, they get a percentage of that money. That's the second largest funds import. From Mexico. For Mexico, yeah. first is oil. Yes. Second is that money. Is that it's, it's a, seven billion? Uh, seven billion dollars. Several what billion the fee dollars. Is. Yeah. What's it's called? Something. It's some. Anyway, it's baloney. Or whatever. Anyway, the president talked about this pathway to citizenship yesterday for some dreamers. Hey, Russ. But punch up, cut number two for us. Would you? With the president talking about the pathway to citizenship for uh, for the dreamers. What citizenship for We're gamers? We're going to uh, 
We're going to morph into it. It's going to happen what at some point what in the future. Over, over, a period, over a period of 10 to 12 years, somebody does a great job. They've worked hard. It gives incentive to do a great job, but they've worked hard. Uh, they've done terrifically, whether they have a little company or whether they work or whether whatever they're doing, if they do a great job. I think it's a nice thing to have the incentive of, after a period of years, being able to become a citizen. How many years, Mr. President? We're looking at 10 or 12. All right. 10 or 12. Sounds uh, reasonable to me. Yeah, I mean, as long as they've stayed out of trouble and they're not bad influence you know i mean i don't that should be a stipulation as long as you stayed out of trouble now think about think about this val along with this we get rid of the visa thing Mm -hmm. the lottery Mm -hmm. that goes away and as far as chain migration Mm -hmm. it ends basically Mm -hmm. i mean they'll let a your great 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 aunt doesn't a wife and a kid that's it that's what you get i mean because you don't take your when you go to europe how many how many how many soldiers go and live overseas, they don't get to take their extended families with them. They go home to visit. Well, I mean, they're not that there forever, you, but I'm just saying, yeah. you know what I'm if saying? You have, if you have a tour that includes your family, yes, you get right. to take your family. Right, like Germany or somewhere, yeah. like if you're stationed somewhere like Someplace that. Someplace like that, absolutely. If you I move mean, to Europe, you who uh, they're not going to let you bring your whole family. No, doesn't happen. Let's talk. Oh, we lost. I thought we had a listener and that wanted to talk. Chris out of Pine Bluff. If you dropped, we'll talk to you when you get back with us. 8230965. 8230965. For you who are Trump supporters or you who are not, uh, what do you think of what the administration is saying here? I think, as I've always said about this, there would have to be compromise, but we had to come up with a system to stop chain migration. Stop the lotteries, and it uh, looks like we got that. And that if you're going to give citizenship for these people, it wasn't just saying, well, yeah, you've been here since you were a kid, so since you're here from when you are a kid, voila, you're now a citizen. Uh-uh. Well, now, there's also another aspect to this, Dave. A lot of these peop- these DACA folks, they work in healthcare. Yeah. Nursing homes, CNAs, LPNs. It, there's like I'm saying, talking like maybe fifteen thousand. So what's going to happen if they all get sent back and those people aren't there to take care of the folks that they've been taking care of? Well, don't think they're going to get sent back. Though. No, uh, that that's the key. I got to get a quick break in. Let me talk about PI Roofing and Home Solutions. Where now, if you get water in your house from a leak in your roof, you can get the roof leak fixed and all the damage that it did. These folks uh, at uh, PI Roofing now. We'll do all the interior painting and drywall repair, exterior painting, carpentry work. They will uh, take care of any of the problems with insulation, ventilation, all of that at PI Roofing. All you need to know is that they're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And uh, you can call them at 501-687-6246 or uh, visit them on lo- uh, online at uh, Google them at PI Roofing or go to piroofing.com. We're going to get right to the phones. We've got a lot of people already calling in talking about this new immigration uh, proposal that the president has uh, put out to the Republicans and to the Democrats. Hey, don't forget about Aero Plumbing. Aero Plumbing is the plumbing company to take good care of you. I've used them for years. Uh, when they send somebody out, master plumber, do the job, get it done. Get out of there so you're not paying uh, extra money for 
you know, labor and things of that nature will come whenever you need them. I've told you the story about how they came out on New Year's Day uh, for me a couple of years ago when I had a toilet go out and I had a, a house full of relatives and I had to have it fixed. And they showed up and they fixed it and did a great job of fixing it. So bottom line, that was great. And uh, the folks at Aero Plumbing will do that for you. All you need to do is to uh, go to the internet, go to Google and Google Aero Plumbing or go to aeroplumbing.net. All right, Jennifer is going to come up here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Jennifer, how are you? Welcome to the show here at 96.5 FM, The Answer and Your Thoughts. Hi, Dave. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Hi, sure. Al. Hey, I just have kind of a, I don't know, chain migration question, I guess, about these dreamers. So if you were brought over here illegally when you're a child, how do you have a wife or a husband and children in another country if you were always here? No, they they may be here already. Oh, I see. Got it? Then okay. I, I got it. Now I understand. So then you could legally just everybody marry gets to, them everybody gets to stay here. here yeah right. everybody stay here right got it but they can't be bringing anybody else over that's correct get to stay absolutely gotcha because gotcha. i'm like that wasn't making sense for a hot minute so <laughs> thanks for clearing that up for me all right i You're can good? see where that'd be confusing we're good right yes okay absolutely. great Thank let me you. run over and talk to alan in north little rock hey alan how are you i'm good dave what do you think I, about this I just got a question about this. These DACA kids—they've been here for how many years? Some ten, some twenty, some five. Yeah, and they never once thought about applying for citizenship. I now think, all of a sudden we have to take care of all these guys. No, I think that they were they should have been. I think they were afraid, Alan, to apply for citizenship because if they applied and they were here illegally, have to be sent they back. could have sent them back. But years ago, we had to. We saw it on the TV every around Christmas time. Remember, all aliens must register. Because I got such a kick out of that. If there's eight Martians down here, why would they register? <laughs> I gotcha. But I, 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 I just don't understand it. I, well, here's here is what's happened, Alan. And, and still, the, none of them have tried. None of them have put. Well, I, I don't know. Here. I don't know if any of them have or haven't. Here's what I do know is that it was going to take a compromise to clean this mess up. If we get rid of the uh, visa lottery, if we get rid of chain migration because it's going to be law and things of that nature, then I think that we've made a very great step forward to get things uh, straightened up in our immigration system. And maybe, just maybe, we won't face this in the future again. Oh, I, ho- I hope that's true. That, that would be so nice to have it all cleaned up or a, a pathway to cleaning it up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then you got the president going to get, get some additional money to take care of the borders on the South and the North border. A lot of people don't realize yep. uh, the Canadian border is as porous as a sieve as well. And that's where they come through from the Middle East. Yeah. And earlier I was listening to you talking to the, uh, governor's spokesman oh yeah jr yeah and they they were talking about the the new ruling for uh suing the state of arkansas Mm -hmm. what the ruling made everything crystal clear now jr wants to or the governor wants to 
write up some legislation. No, 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 no. Clear no, it up. No, no, it's already cleared up. Yeah, he agreed. No, no, no. You got you got that confused, Alan. The governor agreed with what the Supreme Court said. The Constitution speaks clearly that you cannot yes. sue the state. But there is another group now that is saying that they're going to gather up the necessary signatures to put it on the ballot that you can sue the state. Oh, oh okay. I hope not because that, that's ridiculous. All it's right. already cleared. All right. They're just going to muddy the water. All right, Alan. I got to let you go because we're running up against the, uh, the the time for the news that's coming up with Fox News. We've got things that we're going to talk about when we come back. Uh, I want you to hear uh, Washington Governor Inslee and what he says will happen if the Democrats take control of the House and Senate again. In fact, I'll, can we get cut one in? Okay. Here's what he said. If there's a reason to, to vote against Democrats, here's number one. There is a concern that this will put more of a burden on municipalities because this will dry up the ability to finance infrastructure from the federal government. So all is not rosy on this particular plan. And at some point, America will have to do what is done on many occasions after Republican government governors or presidents have come in. We will have to get, restore the balance of our fiscal condition. It happened when uh, Bush blew up the deficit. Uh, uh, and and it, we're going to have to do that again when we have another Democratic administration to uh, to fix uh, to fix this stuff. That's a hard platform though to run on. It is raising taxes. It is, and I'm not saying that that is part of the necessity of it. <laughs> put, wow! Put De- Democrats back in control. We're going to have to hike taxes now. Notice that he said because of what Trump has done, he didn't say a doggone thing about the almost 10 trillion dollars that obama added to the to the uh the debt right it's the most ridiculous thing i've ever heard of these yeah. people yeah they're crazy that's just insane they, they're they, all crazy they just have problems yeah we, we're gonna have to raise taxes so definitely vote democrat you want higher taxes we just got you lower taxes now vote higher taxes people yeah, just got thousand dollar bonuses at this is walmart what, but here's and, the thing here this is what Manchin was talking about yesterday. You hear what, what uh, Senator Manchin of West Virginia, Democrat, said? He just announced Tuesday that he would seek re-election. He had to do it by this Saturday. He's waited this long to say he's going to run for re-election. They talked him into it again, and he's, he just said, this place sucks. He said, if, if uh, Schumer keeps doing what he's doing, we'll be in the minority for the rest of our lives. That's right. It just unbelievable it's ridiculous crazy all right so when we come back i'll give you some information about uh the president over in switzerland uh they don't hate him man i'm just telling you they love our president as well as the rnc chair mcdaniel saying exactly what i've been saying for weeks now she finally has come out now and and said what i've known now for uh, almost a couple of months democrats keep saying they're going to take the house and the senate Uh uh-uh ain't going to happen. I'll tell you why I believe that. You'll hear why she believes it as well. That's all coming up with Val Emmons here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. Cool. We've got 25 minutes until 5 o'clock here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. Uh, a family-owned business takes good care of people uh, that uh, have lost limbs, uh, maybe uh, lost a breast or, or whatever. They can help you. They can make an orthotic for you if you've got something wrong with your feet. Uh, they can give you the mobility you want, self-esteem that you want, 
and get it back to you. And being a family uh, owned organization, they really give uh, their clientele much more uh, help than I believe the big boys do. The really big boys. I mean, look, Gary started this business many years ago. He worked with NASA. He's the one who developed the uh, articulating knee uh, for prosthetics so that you could walk with a prosthetic instead of it being like a peg leg. It actually bent like a, like a leg that that's Gary Horton did that here in, in little rock. And, and they're always working on things to make these prosthetics more lifelike so that the people who have to wear them, uh, can reach higher and higher potentials. Their number five Oh one, six, six, three, 2908. They're located at 5220 West 12th street in little rock. That is their major uh, location. They have satellite locations all over the state. If you want to know about them, call 501-663-2908. Ask them what those uh, satellites are. That's Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. And this is Dave Ellswick Show. Real quickly, we've got another guest going to join us here in just a moment, but I wanted to cover a couple of things for you. Uh, I told you that the uh, Republican National uh, Chair was talking about midterms. I've been talking about them. Everybody's been saying the, the Democrats are going to mop up on the, on the Republicans. And I said, nah, I don't think so. They voted completely against the tax reform. People are going to get some, people are going to actually get some kind of, of uh, tax extra money into their paychecks every year. Uh, they're going to uh, see businesses hiring more people they're going to see their uh, salaries go up. And as their salaries go up, everybody's salaries go up. And next year, when you fill out your, your tax returns, you're going to get a lot more money back. So just keep all of this in mind. It's going to be an amazing, amazing thing that's going to happen. And, this, and, and, and the Democrats have doubled down. I mean, Pelosi and now Wasserman Schultz, I can't believe she has come from the, the, the fringes of obscurity to once again start saying stupid stuff like she always does. She's an idiot. And about crumbs. Idiot. It's just crumbs. What they're giving you is just crumbs. No, you get two or $300 extra a month. That's not crumbs. Okay, I'm businesses sorry. don't start giving $1,000 bonuses, and then Starbucks is going to raise their minimum wage. Did you read that? Yeah. Starbucks, who is a leftist. So did, so did Walmart. Yeah. Walmart's, Walmart's $11 to start. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, those companies are doing that. Why? Because it's such a bad thing for well, the tax plan. They did it because the tax right. changes have really helped out. And when you hear them say, well, they're paying off debt, they're buying back more stock, it's going to make their stock more, they're going to make more money, that's good. I'm glad. I'd like you to see my 401K. It's actually going up instead of tanking like it was under Obama. Yeah. I lost my shorts. Nobody knew what, what was going to happen from day to day no, under Obama. Nobody ever did. But here is the RNC chair. I said we'll hold the House. And we'll pick up three or four seats in the Senate. Here's what she'll say. The economy's humming. People recognize that the policies that the president has put forward are making their lives better. Look at the wages that are going up. Look at the bonuses that are being awarded around this country. 401k plans are up. People are having more money to spend on their families. That means something. And they also saw Democrats vote wholeheartedly against this tax cut. They called it Armageddon. Nancy, uh, Nancy Pelosi called it crumbs. And they're saying, you know what? $1,000 in my life isn't crumbs. 
we're on the right track. President Trump's leading the way. Also, no Democrats voted for the tax plan, too. And and I know we're going to hear a lot about that from you and a lot of people over the next, say, nine months or so. However, conventional wisdom will tell you that any time a president is at 50 percent or below during a midterm, typically you, you lose 30 seats in the House. How concerning is that to you today? So we knew the trends going in historically. When you hold the White House, you have a you have a very competitive midterm. The RNC's raised double the money of the DNC. We're all over this country building our ground game, and we have a message to deliver. We can run on things that we've done to make people's lives better with these tax cuts, with deregulation, with the economy doing better. And Democrats have been the party of obstruct and resist, and they're not going to have anything to run on and tell the American people that they've done to make their lives better. There you go. I mean, I think she's right on. I think we pick up three. We could pick up as many five, as five seats in the Senate. They're trying to sabotage the Republicans, the Democrats are, but they are they're sabotaging, sabotaging themselves. themselves. Yes, they're they like are. eating themselves. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a cannibal thing. That's true. They That's exactly uh, what's happening. And then uh, before we get to our, our next break, MSNBC even had to admit as much as they hate Trump, that what's going on over at Davos is is confounding to them. Here's here's a, a report from MSNBC about what's what the president is, how he's being received overseas. And talk to me about how the president is being received. Yeah, and, and by the way, he's the president of the United States, so they're not going to snub him. That's sort of not what they do. Most leaders here are a little bit more traditional in the way they do things. They may have disagreements, but those disagreements will be in public. The president got a very warm welcome. Actually, I got some people tweeting me to say, why don't you talk about the protesters, too? There are no protesters here. There are zero protesters in Davos. Okay, but protesters hold on, can't hold get on. near Stop. Davos. You can't Allie. get anywhere near here. Yes, we need yeah. to put in perspective. There are zero protesters, not yeah, you can't be here. because you can't. people yeah, can't don't be want to protest. Totally right. You can't yeah. possibly Make get sure here. Make sure you spin it, honey. Spin it. You can't get here. You, a protester couldn't get here, couldn't get a room. You can't buy a ticket in here. So there's a reason. It's not that there's nobody protesting. It's just you can't protest at Davos. You can't get here. So that's one thing. But if you saw what happened when the president came in, you know, people had their phones. They were taking pictures. It sort of looked a bit like a rock concert, frankly. Now, that is not to say that it was a warm welcome. It was to say it was like a rock star welcome in, in that, wow, everybody wanted to see Donald Trump. Welcome, uh, when he, if he comes out this way, welcome. it'll be the same thing. The crowds around Donald Trump are really big. Stephanie, you've been here. You know that there are world leaders and some Sometimes they've got a small entourage around them and the people to take pictures. It's totally different with Donald Trump. There must have been, there were hundreds and hundreds of people around the president as he came in. So he's getting a, a big reception. Don't know how warm it is, but it's a big reception. And he's going to try and cut some deals. We'll follow oh it very closely God, through the course just, of the day. I can't take these people. I know. They can't help themselves. They can't stand it. They really cannot. There's hundreds of people around the president. Not warmly, but there's hundreds of people <laughs> around the president. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You're taking my camera away? <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Did I break the Don't camera? Take my camera? Oh, my God. You look Lord. like a little kid, Dave. You're Unbelievable. Like, You're my I was getting upset. But anyway, seriously, uh, I listened to that and it's so funny. It's just- that lady. Oh, no. Who was it? You don't know? I don't know who it was. Who cares? I don't watch MSNBC. No, Those I don't either. No. Idiots that probably, are on that Rachel Maddow. Oh, oh, that that boy, the boy girl looks like her, too. That little well, young boy. The, 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 the name on the uh, clip said MSNBC's Velshi. Velshi. Oh, Velshi. Oh, well, that's the oh, guy. That's, yeah, that was the a one guy's that name. He's the one that I'm was wondering, hiding in the uh, I wonder, tree, yeah. uh, the shrub. Yeah. Um, now Some, I'm more... Somebody named their boy Velshi. Velshi. Yeah. 
Uh, don't look at me, buddy. Don't don't look at me. He's Middle Eastern or Indian. Yeah. I think he's Indian. Well, I'm in trouble now. Yeah. Not near as bad as Dave was yesterday. Russ Russ at SalemLR.com if you want to complain. Thank you. Don't be talking about what people name their kids, Russ. I'm in my inbox now. I'm just saying. (laughs) You listen to... Was that Maddow that was... Talking no, to him? no, she was. That was that was. was too feminine. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that was too feminine. and yeah. I can't. And Hi, I would my know her voice. Rachel Maddow. I can't stand that woman. <laughs> and that boy, that boy talks just like her. And I'm, the one I'm, that looks like I'm her. I'm sorry, I didn't shave today. <laughs> <laughs> I can't Burned stand that. Too woman. many last night. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to get a break. Uh, Rachel's not going to like us, guys. Oh, well. She will not like us. But that's okay. Yeah. Uh, Who am I? I'm the guy down in Little Rock, Arkansas. She don't care. She wouldn't come down here. Hunting down here is not that good. All right. Let's talk about Sunny's Auto Salvage, your number one choice for recycled auto parts. You need a big part like an engine? Ask Val. They've got one for you for your car that will do the job, run absolutely spectacularly, and they'll put it in for you. Then you can get yourself a nice warranty, get yourself unlimited miles with that warranty, and save money in the process of having it put in. I had a transmission put in uh, with my car. They saved me about 700 bucks, a three-year uh, warranty, parts and labor, and unlimited miles. Unbelievable. Great, great job at Sunny's Auto Salvage. You need something, give them a call, 982-7451. 982-7451. All right, back with you. Dave Ellswick show. Val has brought in a buddy. Uh, I thought it was a stalker, but <laughs> she told me that's not the case, that uh, he he does know her and no problem whatsoever. I do have stalkers, but no, Michael is not a stalker. Okay, so who we got here? Michael Brooks. He is uh, the, co- or the founder and the CEO of um, We Are the 22, Watt 22, here in Little Rock. Uh, he actually helped somebody today and i thought it would be interesting to share his story what we do hey val thanks thanks dave uh Mm -hmm. what we do is we go out and we are veteran based and uh we go out to the community and we uh reach out to veterans that may be in suicide crisis and we go into where they're at and we do whatever it takes basically to get them into the va and get them into care and uh we work closely with a lot of other organizations to get this done because right now the uh, veteran suicide epidemic is pushing about 22 veterans a day that's what i heard that statistic rises and falls but it it hovers around that number pretty much all the time and so today though we're happy to report that that number is 21 here in arkansas so uh so what we've done we we had a veteran that we went and picked up and we Took him to the VA, stayed with him all day long because we don't just drop him off at the hospital. We actually, um, you know, closing around him. We have a bunch of people that that respond and we get them into care and we, you know, check on them as they stay in care. And when they get out, we try to pull them into our ranks and give them something to do to uh, be positive and help other guys. So it's a good program, I think. Okay, so what seems to be the major problem with uh, with veterans uh, with this spike that we've seen? uh about uh about suicide i've been told there's several things but probably the number one is the number of deployments that we send these guys and these women on 
Yes, sir. Well, I mean, and like everyone knows, combat is combat, and that's going to have its own issues, obviously. Uh, but right now, a lot of the problems is PTSD, as far as I'm concerned, being in, it, coupled with with drug and alcohol problems that that does have a big pro issue uh the va for a long time was uh had a policy of keeping us medicated and uh they've kind of changed and backed away from that policy now they mm -hmm. have but there's still the residual issues left over from that time so uh i would say right now drugs alcohol ptsd are the main contributors of of suicide for veterans but from what we've seen but uh, uh that's of course open to everybody's own ideas i guess but um uh we've we've generally seen though a heavy a heavy tie into drugs and alcohol is what we see so, right, we, so so my son just got back from afghanistan spent 16 months over there he comes back by and and he says i'll tell you dad he says i i he lost 15 people that he knew while he was in afghanistan wow. and he uh he said i never thought that it was all this difficult until it happened to me and the whole thing about having survivor's remorse. Yes, sir. That's a big one too. I forgot about that. One. Yeah. Yes, he sir. said that really is more difficult than people will, will ever imagine. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, the idea that you came home and your brothers didn't, of course, is, is I, I tied that into PTSD in my head, sure. uh, but you're right. That is a big, I mean, I've dealt with it. <clears throat> a lot of my buddies have dealt with it, but this last year we buried so many, so many veterans right here in Arkansas. The last one we buried was the 27th of December. Uh, that, you know, and, and it's, 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 it's really bad here in Arkansas. That's what a lot of people don't realize. They think that this is happening somewhere else. No, it's happening here at home. Uh, my foundation, all we're trying to do is make sure like we'll go into, we'll go anywhere to a veteran. If we, if we find out where they're at, we'll go into dope houses. We'll go, we'll go anywhere, anytime, day or night, go in there, wrap around them, love them, care for them, talk to them, give them that feeling of brotherhood back, Fight you know, for them. Fight for mm -hmm. him in the VA. Like the gentleman we took in this morning, they they pretty much turned him away. They were going to not treat his PTSD, just his drug addiction, and let him go until the thirty first. We said that's not acceptable. We pulled some strings, got some people together, and he is now right now in the hospital, and he's he's going to be okay. So that's awesome. Yeah, he's going to do the diagnosis. Yes, ma'am. Now, so talk <clears throat> a little bit something else that my my son talked to me about. Not so much something that bothered uh, bothered him. I mean, he he's Navy. He spent most of his time outside the wire yes, while he was over in Afghanistan. Uh, he was logistics. He was making sure that our, our guys and the Afghanis uh, had the weaponry that they needed. Of course. He, was, he was delivering guns and ammunition, basically. Yes, sir. So he said that he met several people while he was over there. And now that he's back, he even understands it more about you get back into real life, not war life. And how boring it is. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I agree with him because, but my, I mean, on another note, though, on the same hand, over there, it's a lot easier. All you do is pick up your gun and go to work. That's what I'm saying. Over here, you know, you've got bills. It's so tedious. Yeah. It's so <laughs> boring. And it's it funny, but it's not. No, that, I know. It actually contributes in a way, like, because a lot of guys, they get into that mode, that mindset of all I got to do is get up, do the mission, and I go home, and that's it. There's no residual outside BS involved. And I mean, pardon me, but, uh, but here, like, you know, you have just if the, the day worst day word ideas. you say is BS, <laughs> we have no problem. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, but, uh, but he, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big thing. I've dealt with that. A lot of my brothers have too. And it's, it's the idea that, that 
that it's the little things sometimes that add up to something bigger and the stress is involved in paying your bills and then these small things that everybody takes for granted when you haven't had to do them for such a long stretch it it does kind of come at you all of a sudden and yes it's a lot boring than being shot at i will admit yes. well, and, that- well and, and, and it's the whole thing about the adrenaline rush yes, that you get with with combat you have to be careful with that not to come back a i've lot heard of the guys, so many of the guys say gosh i wish i was back over there yeah i'm like what i know that sounds really weird right. pal, but yeah it, it it's, it's hard. no i get it now if somebody but- if you know anybody who's a thrill seeker mm-hmm. that likes to go parachuting or surfing or do things that are kind of dangerous it's the same thing. I mean, you get a rush from doing that stuff. Yeah, of well, course, I, the big rush comes from from living over it. That, yeah, that I'm still yeah. alive. Rush is is, is unmatchable. And uh, I mean, I've got speaking of which, I've skydived and all these things as well. A lot of guys they get into trouble by taking that too far, and they get you know they get going fast, they get in wrecks, they get, they do they yep. take chances, and that's the big thing because over there every day is a chance, and you come home and that kind of carries over into your daily life. That idea that. You're going to make it through no matter what or die trying. And it, it, it ends up, you know, taking lives if you're not careful. Yeah, you so. don't know when you're out on patrol if you're going to come under attack, no, if sir. you're going to run into a IED or whatever might happen. No, sir. I mean, everything can be quiet from all the way through the whole day. And then in a split second, the whole world erupts around Long you. seconds of boredom, long, long days of boredom followed by moments of extreme terror. Yes, sir. So we are the 22, 22 referring to those men yes, who are taking their lives yes sir and that's what we were trying to get the point we're trying to get across is that we are veteran based and we are helping veterans and veterans are that number we are that number so we want that number in the public eye people to be aware of it and what that's what we do we don't focus on the 22 we focus on the one like today that number is 21 because of our efforts yeah, instead of 22 good job and that's what we try to keep our focus is on what we can do the, the effects we the positive changes we can make in people's lives so. all right for the families that have had returning family members uh for wives whose husbands have come by back why uh, husbands who had wives come back what are some things that they should be aware of no, i would say first of all it's going to take a little bit of time for the person to readjust to life in the United States, huh? Of course. And, and, and what you need to look for a lot of times with a lot of these veterans are the, the same symptoms that you would look for with civilian suicide. If they begin, I, if they, you, you look for major changes in behavior. If they start isolating out of nowhere, if they uh, start giving away their possessions that they would, you know, their prized possessions they would normally do. If they, of course, talk about suicidal ideology, that's something you really want to, that's a big marker. I mean, don't take that lightly. Uh, you know, and, uh, and and my suggestion would be, of course, they're going to need some time to adjust, but a lot of times the problems come years later, a few years later after they have adjusted and they've either made the decision in their head, they're going to make it here or they're not. And so, you know, you'll have a bit of time to where they'll try. And I mean, I'm not saying it can happen anytime, but I'm saying I would really watch for somebody that's been home and their behavior changes rapidly. And you see that change, you see them, you know, taking more chances or, or just isolating from friends or family not doing the things they love and things of that nature, I would really try to reach out to them and, and just say, Hey, you know, is there something we can do? A lot of times a, a simple word can do a lot for someone. Would, would you might see more anger from that person? That's a possibility. Yes. Uh, yeah. They get frustrated that things aren't going the way they want them to, or they, like you said, they're suffering from survivor guilt though. A lot of the times it's a lot of withdrawal from what we've seen. It's a lot of, you know, 
uh, stepping away from things that they would normally enjoy doing. So, uh, but the angry, yeah, uh, we had to be careful not to just tie that into just PTSD. A lot of people confuse and TBI as well. It causes fluctuations in mood and behavior. So, uh, I would just suggest if you were worried about a veteran that you reach out, there's a lot of different avenues. My foundation, we're online at wearethe22.com, and we have a Facebook page. And then uh, there's the the VA. You can reach out to them. There's this National Suicide Hotline. You can reach out to them. Uh, Pretty much anything that you can do, though, is better than just letting them suffer alone. If you're worried about them, do something about it. Make a phone call. Reach out to them personally. Call someone, another veteran, to see if they'll check on them. Just, Just don't let them suffer alone. All right. I appreciate you coming by today. Yes, sir. We'll get you back on next week. Thank you, sir. We'll spend uh, an hour talking about this. Val, thanks for bringing him by. No problem. I appreciate that. I'll be back with you at 2 o'clock tomorrow. It's a Friday, fun Friday. Matt Smith will be here. Ryan Norris will be here. We'll talk about duck hunting, and we'll talk to the folks from Safari Pets. That's all on the way tomorrow. Have a great evening. The Dave Ellswick Show podcast is sponsored by the Juris Law Group. We provide estate planning for all ages, and we specialize in helping seniors get VA and Medicaid benefits for in-home, assisted living, and nursing home care. For a no-risk consultation, call us at 501-400-8250 or find us on the web at juristlawgroup.com. That's J-U-R-I-S-T lawgroup.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.